Roe v. Wade. And I keep, I have these questions like when I hear Roe v. Wade. Today I'm a little troubled because do who remember Roe v. Wade? Leslie, Leslie Jordan. Leslie Jordan. Passed away. Devastating. And it really makes me think about is there a God? Right? I'm thinking, I think of another faggot that should die in a car crash in Lincoln Park. Lindsey Graham. Does anybody else know who Lindsey Graham is? Okay, so you know he is. He's like he's like this faggot who had a press conference about women's choice. Do you remember that? He brought out some mechanical people behind him. And the thing that makes me wonder about Leslie fucking and I excuse me about Lindsey fucking Graham is that that man has not seen a vagina since his left one. I can tell you he's never looked back. And you know I think about like what kind? I mean, who's going to touch this old faggot? Not me, not anyone else. And I think about this, this super hooker that he must have to hire. And that, that person has to have, like, nerves of steel. The most paid, the most incredible thing ever. I think, oh, my God. This is why it's in the game. But I'm getting there. I'd also like to talk about, as we get older, our thirst for nostalgia. It concerns me. Like, everything old is new again. Right? We have a reboot of everything. Ev- so is anyone, does anyone remember Harrison Ford? Does anybody remember Star Wars? Some of you maybe loved him in that. Okay. We loved him in Indiana Jones. And we keep bringing him back. Did anyone see him in 2049? Did anyone see the most recent one, 2049? Did you know that he broke a wrist filming that and had to show production time? Did you also know that when he filmed, I believe it was Star Wars, oh my God, I can't believe they made another one, that he broke, I think, a leg or another arm and in between the filming of those two movies he actually crashed a plane twice and I'm worried that we keep bringing him back and like if we can Carrie Fisher that shit if we can drag Carrie Fisher's dead ass through space with Ross can't we just save Harrison Ford oh and by the way and this is also not a joke unfortunately maybe it is there is going to be an Indiana Jones 5 they're going to have to pull that whip from his dead cold hands. I mean, I think he actually did. Does anybody know that reference? Salt of Earth. See, that's when you get older, you don't know quite what's going on. Um, gosh, you know, I feel so warm in honor of my beloved Leslie Jordan. I'd like to sing a song from a musical that I never wrote. You're gonna come out tomorrow. That'll be a bottom until tomorrow. Oh my God. Be gay. He won't be lonely. He's on his chin. He'll grin and say, Tomorrow, tomorrow, bottom, tomorrow, it's only. A gay away. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Brady. Yay, Brady! I mean, are you going to dress up as little orphan Fanny for Halloween with a little red wig and a little faggot singing your song on every street corner? I think you should. Maybe. I, I can help you find a wig. I'm sure you don't have any trouble actually finding a wig, sweet baby. Your next comedian, clap your hands together for Ezra Lux. Woo! I'll get 
neighbor Ricky was great. Uh, he was telling me about how he met his uh, current girlfriend. Uh, yeah, she's awesome. I met her on this website, blackpeoplemeet.com. Old. And uh, I was thinking, like, I'm sure that website's great, but the name is, like, really bad. Because I keep thinking of a website for, like, racist cannibals. <laughs> that was dumb. <laughs> Why did I write that? Fuck. Um, <laughs> that's the, I like the delayed look. Yeah, that was dumb. Um, I, uh, I just graduated from college, which uh, I know is not real. Yeah, woo. Um, I know college is not real, uh, at least like liberal arts college, because my college did not have grades. They did uh, this thing called narrative evaluations, <laughs> which if you don't know what that is, it's like you don't get an A through F. They just like kind of write a paragraph about how you improved. And I was thinking like that's clearly not a thing that would work in real life, because if you went to like a restaurant, you looked in the window for that familiar C minus on the wall. <laughs> And you didn't see it, and it was just this giant paragraph of like, well, so at the beginning of the year, four people died of food poisoning. But recently, things have really improved. <laughs> that would not work. <laughs> or like you're at the DMV, you're like, well, at the beginning of your driving exam, you ran someone over, but you didn't at the end. So I say that that's improvement. <laughs> I, uh, I'm a big fan of the video game Street Fighter 2. But it is, uh, I think, not very realistic to all the street fights that I've witnessed. Um, if that game was more realistic, it would be like press A to say, you want to go outside? And then press B to retreat from the situation. <laughs> and then like every round would just end with the police showing up and you trying to blame like M. Bison for starting it. <laughs> um, the only thing that is realistic, though, is like there's that character in that game, Zangief, who really is accurately like that's all the guys that are really good at fighting do look like that guy. Um, let's see here. Yeah, I have very low self-esteem. Um, um, <laughs> I'm going to tell you why this is good. Um, I was waiting in line yesterday at Walgreens. The guy was trying to return an opened box of Magnum condoms. <laughs> so, you know, it's good to have low self-esteem in that case. <laughs> he was, like, going up to the uh, cashier and was, like, very adamant. He was, like, these are wrong. That was what he kept saying, which is true technically. I guess he was wrong, therefore the wrong-sized penis for him. <laughs> but he was demanding that they let him get his money back for this, like, open box of condoms, which had, like, you know, five left or whatever. And I was like, I aspire to be that cheap. <laughs> I am um, a um, big fan of the show uh, Hoarders and its related show, Cribs. Um, these are really the same show. Hoarders is just the show Cribs. You have to change your perspective, because it is Cribs for rats. Um, I think every episode of, <laughs> of Hoarders, there's always like this palatial box of like old newspapers just infested with rats, and you just gotta zoom in. That's like Rat 50 Cent with his like awesome friends hanging out in his rat mansion. What am I talking about? <laughs> Um, and, uh, yeah, it's weird, though, because it's, like, you know, that's, that's the real class difference, is if you're, like, hoarding dumb rich people shit, it's not hoarders anymore, it's, like, awesome, it's cribs. Um, although I did realize one thing from hoarders is that, like, you can have an amount of beanie babies that will get the government to declare you clinically insane, <laughs> which, that's cool. <laughs> anyway, that's all I got, thanks, guys. 
Yay, Ezra! Ezra, please watch the, the amazing animated feature, The Rats of Nim. Please watch that. I know it's way before your time, but it will, it, it will, it will help your rat hoarding because they build a whole society out of leftover stuff from humans. It's a movie from the late 70s, early 80s by John Bluth called The Rats of Nim. It's based off Miss Frisbee and The Rats of Nim. No one knows how to read anymore. Your next comedian, clap your hands together for Jared Senna! What's up, people? How are we doing? Good, good, great, great. I'm in a bad mood. Uh, thank you. Thanks for caring about me. I tried to buy condoms today. They were the wrong size. A little too big, some may say unrealistic. I tried to uh, get my refund. They said, no, just pick your own size next time. So I threw it at them. On the bright side, I am doing good overall. I actually, thank you. I do hate work. Oh, really? What do you do? You're a teacher? Wait, you so you like you make the books and stuff? Oh, okay. Just trying to guess. So like I was saying, I quit my day job. Uh, it was it was cool. I was a barista in downtown San Francisco. It was fun. It's just I dealt with a fuck ton of crackheads. Um, I used to deal with them a lot. I mean, don't get me wrong; they're nice people. They're misunderstood. It's just it gets a little tiring, kind of reminds. Coffee shop. Not the place to be working. Write the McGraw-Hill books, everybody. <laughs> 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 this is her. This is her. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to get that one book, but I guess not. You guys ever, like, walk around downtown SF high as fuck? Feels like a video game, especially when you encounter crackheads. Feel like you're dealing with NPCs. No. I don't have a punchline. Funny observation. Sorry, Spencer. Sorry, sorry. Good. Okay, I may look like a big loser now, but you guys won't believe it, but I was popular in high school at one point. Thank you. Yeah, uh, I was known by everybody. Uh, back then, I was known as that one kid that got hit by a car. Yeah, uh, I was on my way to smoke weed with my friend at a local park, and I got hit as I was skateboarding across the street. You know, it's funny. My grandma always told me that smoking weed would put me in the hospital. I didn't think she meant it would involve a fucking Kia. Uh, you know, um, it was really hard to walk because I was in a full body cast in the wheelchair. But it was really easy for me to get my friends on a date. I just went up to the hottest girl I knew and just guilt tripped the shit out of her. 
at first it didn't work, but then eventually she gave in when I told her to like drop the charges I filed for hitting those kids. All right, that that was a lukewarm performance. Give it up for me, like I just killed everybody. Yeah, yeah! give it up for Pam. Yay! Stay up there for a second. I have two tags for you. Wait, wait, wait. Stay up there. I have two tags for you. I have two tags for you. One. Here's one tag. So you say you say that they shouldn't jack off. It's not the place to be jacking off. You have the opportunity to say where they should jack off. So you can choose like in that rich guy's car over there, or you can do crowd work. You can say, hey, where do you think they should jack off? But after you say, I have to tell them that a coffee shop isn't the place to be jacking off. You should be doing it in my mom's house or whatever. I'm well there's a tag. <laughs> yeah, there's exactly right. There's a so think of that. Think of something after that. Tell them where they should jack off. That's the ending to that joke, right? Or what's a, and then here's the other one. This is just a, this is just a gift. You get hit by the car. Um, just throw blunt force trauma in there because it has to deal with weed and you're getting hit. Oh, that's clever. Blunt force uh, trauma, uh, like uh, you uh. got, because you were going to cross the street to go smoke weed. You got hit by the car, and then that was blunt force trauma. I think there's a tag there. There's a. That's brilliant. Pam, in the middle. Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, everybody, clap your hands together for Jared Zena. Moving right along. Okay, your next comedian. Clap your hands together, everybody, for Denise Lee. Yay! I'm pretty stressed out. I have to go do comedy at a strip club after work. I don't think this is the proper dress code. <laughs> okay, um, so, so I'm really bad at making small talk parties like I really want to you know connect with people but I think I don't know how to ease into it like I went to a party and I asked someone if they were going home for the holidays and they were like no I was and I was like oh you must have a lot of childhood trauma do you want to discuss it <laughs> or like I went up to another person and they were telling about their childhood and they were telling about they moved around a lot and I was like oh do you have a lot of commitment issues now as an adult I I think I'm also too honest you know like I think I'm way too honest when people ask me how I'm doing I'll just say something like oh I want to throw myself out a window today and they're like oh no and I'm like it's okay I live on the first floor <laughs> Thanks. my favorite drug is Molly uh, Molly is my absolute favorite drug uh, for other people, I've personally never tried it. But people just get so nice when they're on Molly, you know. I get so many compliments that may or may not be true. <laughs> but when I'm having a bad week or when I'm, like, when my self-esteem is really low, I just text all my friends and I'm just like, who wants to do Molly? I want to watch. <laughs> I want compliments. <laughs> Someone was like, why don't you just do it, you know? Like, you'll be so much happier. And I was like, but I'm so happy when someone else is nice to me. I wrote some jokes in my notebook, and I'm going to do some more comedy today. Uh, I, have a, I have a boxing bag at home, so I started boxing for self-defense, uh, which means that if I got into a fight with someone, I would definitely win if they didn't move at all bonus that they're shaped like a boxing bag. Uh, I, I I like it when men buy me flowers. Like, I'm not really typically into romantic gestures, but there's just something I love about a man 
buying flowers. Like it just says that they have so much disposable income that they can buy me something with no functional purpose and it's going to die in like two days. You know, I think that's pretty beautiful. Uh, I don't I don't drink a lot because I think I make enough dumb decisions sober, you know, and, and like when men offer to buy me a drink, it's not that I want to reject them necessarily, but I just don't want to drink. Like I wish I could trade drinks for other stuff, you know, like a coupon. Like if they're like, can I buy you a drink? I'll be like, no, but how about fries instead? <laughs> We're not sharing. <laughs> uh, I, I, I love dirty talk. Like if, like I was once with a guy and he was like, "You're a little slut," and I was like, "Yay!" <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Do I look like I get laid often?" That's very nice of you to say. And he was like, you're ruining the moment. And I was like, but my self-esteem just really skyrocketed. <laughs> so that's nice. So he was like, I just want to humiliate you. And I was like, I stand on stage and talk to complete strangers here. Not possible. Um, okay, I think that's all for me. Thank you. Keep your hands clapping for Denise Lee, everyone. Yay. It's a really fun show with the Condor. It really is fun. It's a cordless mic, so just talk to the people. They all want to laugh. They all want to laugh. Last week, I took, I, I, took my t I took my top off last week, but I killed. Before, I mean, I only, took, I, only, I only showed my tits for like two minutes. But out of ten, you don't have to show your tits. I'm just saying I did because I, it was fun, but, but, it were, it, but it, the guy, you'll do great. As long as you talk to them and, like make, and you can make eye contact with them, they want, they want it, I'm telling you. They're in a strip club. They want it. They, just really. You'll be fine. You don't have to take. I only took my top off because it's the only appropriate place where I can take my top off. Your, I'm sorry. I always wanted to be a stripper. Now I'm 48. Uh, your, they talk to, it's Mike Evans Jr. Talk to him. It's a great show. It's really fun. It's a hella funny show. It was stacked last week. It was really fun. Put your hand, stacked, not just stacked with food. It was like, it was, you know, full of people. Fuck you guys. You're gross. I have no boobs. Your next comedian. Uh, hey, he's. He's been coming back and forth, and he's great. He's um, welcome to the group, everybody. Uh, Mark Paladic Chicken in Bip Paladic, something like that. I can't pronounce your last name. I'm sorry. Pal Chicken, like the friend of a small chicken. Thank you, Pam. I'm 72. Hey, but unlike you guys, I'm not old. I got plenty of energy. I walk my dog every day, twice a day hours. It will only be an hour and a half, but you know that dog stops every 10 minutes so I can pee? Ever since I started working remotely, I rarely know what day it is. You guys had that problem? Last Monday, I got up, I got dressed for church. And I remember, that's stupid. I don't go to church on Monday morning. I'm Jewish. I don't go to church at all. Yesterday, I was at the Fairmont Hotel downtown out the window, there's a homeless guy in a tent making a cappuccino. In a tent, the cappuccino maker. I mean, how much more bay bougie could you possibly be? My friend Zach says, wait, that's Mr. Kent. He's my son's English teacher. That's the best house he can play. 
he can afford. Ah, that's not true. It's his parents' tent. Right? When I first asked out, the woman became my wife. She turned me down. On a movie called A Man and a Woman. But two months later, I called her again. I'm not a good enough. She said yes. So I decided to really impress her and take her to the secret place, man and wife. When we walked into the state theater, we were the only couple there. The other patrons were three men in trench coats with newspapers on their laps. Not a sequel. A porno. Several years later, and by the way, great first date. So <laughs> several years later, oldest sons were six and eight. They loved Flesh Gordon. So I decided to get them a sequel. Flesh Gordon. Yeah. Not a sequel, a porno. But look, it all worked out great. My wife and I have been together for about five years. All three of my sons are I'm not allowed to ever pick out a movie. But I wonder, do you think my granddaughter would like Bambi 2 Behind the Bleachers? I think it's a sequel. I live in Washington, D.C., and I love it. But, you know, it's getting way too expensive. I can't believe it costs these days to buy a politician. And they're not worth it. Both D.C. and Georgia have politicians who tweeted, the Jews control the weather. We haven't been able to control the weather since Swift Egypt the first time. And let me tell you a little secret. If we really had that superpower, we'd just keep Manhattan a toasty 78 degrees. I hate the fact that just because I'm over 70, you all think that I'm old. That I'm the Bart pregnant women giving me their seats. And that my only pickup line is help. I've fallen and I can't get up. Because, you see, old age is an attitude, not a number. Well, I can push out a job because of your age like me. Then it's a slow tumble. You lose your job, your sense of purpose. Before you know it, you are sitting in death's waiting room. Walnut Creek. I'm Mark Palchik. Thank you very much. Hey, Mark Palchik. Did you come all the way in from Walnut Creek in your Tesla? Look at you. Oh, that's so sweet. No, that's great. I just took the BART from Walnut Creek today because my rich friend took me on vacation this weekend. So yay for Walnut Creek people. And old yay, rich old dudes. Yay. Um, thanks for uh, doing the thing and staying alive, bro. 72. That's great. My mom is older than that. She doesn't look good. Uh, you look great. Your next comedian, clap your hands together. He looks great. And you guys are really cool motorcycle now. Um, put your hands together for Colin Braun. Yay. <laughs> I don't want to sound pretentious, but that's why I was raised. Uh, I got some mail for a previous tenant, and I wrote Return to Sender on it. And that made me think of that song by Elvis, Return to Sender. Do you, you guys know this song? If you're not familiar with the song, it's a very sweet song about a very sweet man. Can't take a very clear hint. Does anyone here have a fantasy football team? All right, um, I mean, does anyone else here have a football team? We all registered to vote. 
I hope everyone votes. Like any, el like any other self-respecting gay man, I am emphatically voting yes on B. And I'm voting no on E. People will uh, lie, lie. <laughs> Their table will be ready in time. You look great today. Had a great set. Someone asked me, better than me. And um, someone asked me if I prefer reds or whites. And Obviously, I prefer reds. Only Republicans prefer whites. I apologize. I work in construction. I've been focused on my work. A bit rusty. Um, why did the iron worker blush? Because his foreman made him erect. What's the best part about hooking up with foremen? There are four of them. If you're looking to get properly mailed, though, I recommend carpenter. Guys, we have to be honest with ourselves. We have a messed up country, a fucked up system. A white man in my neighborhood killed eight homeless people. And our system is so broken that I still walk through. I've, I've gotten some flack because apparently I've written a lot of jokes. But I've also written a lot of jokes about killing myself. And I'm still here, terrorizing the neighborhood with my screams in the night. Recently got divorced, and uh, you know, a good relationship is like familiar. But a bad relationship is like a homeless man killing himself. You know there's shit in there. But until you've been in one, you have no idea. There's nothing to do but sneeze. Thank you. Um, lastly, I went to uh, North Carolina. Like growlers and growler You know a lot of gamut. Uh, They also have crowlers, which is a shot of it in a can. It's 32 ounces. Uh, but in a can of this exact beer of your choosing. And um, I have an idea for a howler. It's it's a 64-ounce bottle of the draft beer of your choosing. You just open it up and go. Ah! Um, and then there's then there's the brawler, which is um it's a it's it's a growler, but it's in a plastic shopping bag. Uh, then there's the towler, which is 64. Four ounces of the draft beer of your choosing uh, absorbed into a 36 by 48 beach towel that you wring out over a set of glasses or something. And then there's the fowler, which is a turkey hollowed out and filled with 86 ounces of the draft beer of your choosing. And then there's the uh, prowler, which is a guy in a trench coat, and he will occasionally just pull out a can from one of the pockets and throw it at you. The 12 ounces of the draft beer of your choosing. And then there's the Valor, which is a Marine Corps veteran um, in a trench coat. Same guy as the Prowler. Uh, his name is Keith. He works in the kitchen. 
then there's the trowler, which is a small garden shovel, which is filled with eight ounces of the uh, draft beer of your choosing. Then there's the flowler, which is a dozen roses um, cut at the stem in a vase with 28 ounces of the beer of your choosing. The roses will not last long. Um, and then there's the colon powler, which <laughs> it's supposed to contain alcohol, but actually it turns out there was never any alcohol in there and a million Iraqis are dead. Um, and then there's the, the white powler, which is a regular growler, but it has this cute little pointy white hat on. And lastly, um, there's the nowler, which is a growler, but it doesn't come with a lid, and you need to sing this song. My name is Colin Braun. Thank you very much. Hey, Colin Braun, everyone. That was lovely. I actually had to, it's okay, I wiped tears off my face. That was beautiful. Your next comedian, clap your hands together for Kelly Evans. Hello, Mutiny Radio. How's it going? Uh, I am from Texas. Is anyone else here? Yeah. Unvaccinated? Nice. We got unvax in the house. You know, I find a lot of people, uh, I got vaccinated, I think, like all of you, because uh, I live in San Francisco. And I want you to like me, you know? I want to hang out at your party. Please, just invite me. That's what we were doing. I did zero research, all right? Make some noise if you did research. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, zero people. Yeah, I uh, I was first in line. I told them I was 65. I had zero kidneys. Put it in me. Fuck it, you know? Because I hadn't seen people in a fucking a year, all right? I needed to see people. There, I understand why people feel the need not to get vaccine because they were seeing people all the time, you know, except for their grandparents. They died. They died because they killed them. Um, all right. That's fun. Somebody's got a snack here. Uh, all right. Uh, I've been thinking about this a lot, lady, because, uh, you know, they have some people talking about corporate jobs, staying all family. And I think that makes a lot of sense because I hate my family. I do. So <laughs> every minute when I'm with them, I'm like, I, I want to leave or poop as much as long as possible. Anyway, uh, <laughs> I mean, it's just like I, I've been thinking like about that and then. You know, the idea that, like, uh, people say mom is the hardest job in the world. And I just don't think it's really a job. You know, if I had to work a job where my success was contingent upon me loving people, <laughs> I'd, be like, I'd be like, I'm going to fail this job. <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm horrible at my job. You know what I do when I go to a job? I steal from that job. I sleep with my coworkers. You can't do that as a parent. You know, I'm just saying, don't fuck your kids is what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm just saying there's only one way out of parenthood, all right? Death. That's it. You or them, you choose. You pick one. Um, <laughs> oh, here's something. Uh, I, uh, my uh, uncle didn't want to get vaccinated, and uh, he now he blames every, every possible ill in the world on somebody getting vaccinated. The other day, we were, he's like, Detroit Lions, they had to carry a guy off the field. He was vaccinated. I was like... <laughs> it's like, it's like he got his head smashed in by a linebacker. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that wasn't the vaccine, but I could be wrong. <laughs> he was like, "Man, you, you, our cousin, your cousin. He got vaccinated, and then he lost his job. He's been sick all the time. He lost all this weight." I'm like, "He's on meth. What the fuck are you talking about? None of these are vaccine problems." He just repeats everything is the vaccine. He brings it up constantly. It's so fucking annoying. I had other family members who, who hesitated, but they at least got vaccinated. One guy, because The Rock did. But I feel like, I mean, I guess I get that. The Rock knows a lot about injections. 
Um, yeah, vaccines, HGH, steroids, mostly. Um, what'd you say? No, no, no. He's clearly on steroids. Holy shit. <laughs> Has anybody looked at The Rock recently? <laughs> He's 55 years old and 275 pounds of lean muscle mass. That is... I can't do that now, all right? Okay, well, not that we have the same genetics, but still, you get it. It's not because he's um, – God, I forgot the island. Anyway, uh, what else was I going to say? Oh, this is the other thing. You know, I'm curious uh, if – how many of you would have got vaccinated as soon as possible if uh, Trump had the vaccine? Is that – make some noise. Yeah, that. thank you. Yeah, a couple people. Most of us probably wouldn't, right? We'd be like, it'd be named the trunk vaccine. You'd have to get it injected in your pussy. That would be the way to do it. Um, all right, that was a strong way to end. Thank you very much. Kelly Evans, everyone. Huzzah. All right, we have just seven comedians left, and we're moving along. Your next comedian. I finally know who she is. Yay, put your hands together for Candy B. Steele. Woo! but only the first two workshops. But if you want to come over and you just know this is really workshopping up here, okay? So take those notes, please. I was on my way. This is not the joke we're working on. I was just meaning to tell you this. I was trying to park, and <sighs> there was poop, human, clearly human poop, in the only parking spot that I could find. And I had to do this, like, calculation. It was like, is it worth it? Is it worth it? Tires are probably, like, like, the, like, it's already, the tires of the Subaru are already pretty gross. But I just think it's fucked up that I have to do that calculation. And then I'm reading this because I'm listening to all of the homeless, every single one of us has told a homeless joke so far. And I just want to mention, <laughs> thank you. Yeah, clap for yourself. You told a homeless joke. The scary one. That was the guy who told the scary homeless joke, just so you guys know. Um, the, but, like, this is a solvable problem. We don't have to poop on screen. We don't ha so this is just a PSA. That's all. This is not a joke. We don't have to poop on streets. This is a solvable. We don't have to have homeless people. It's a thing we fucking chose. Okay. Um, so you might be able to tell I've been suffering from laryngitis. Um, and I and the way I know one of the ways I, I I've been it's been kind of an adventure to figure out like when am I manic? When am I not manic? Is this like maybe all the time? <laughs> and um, one of the ways I know when I'm manic is when I'm watching porn. This is a good one. These actors are fucking talented. And there's like social commentary. Ha there was like a threesome happening. The white couple and the, a woman of color was like, I don't know, their nanny or something. Employed by them. And there was something that was just like, I don't know. I was definitely manic, right? Because that, ha has porn gotten better? Do I need to know about this? Because uh, I used to be a playwright and I didn't know that was like a path I could take. Not too late, though. Okay, here's another porn-related commentary. Um, my my husband informed me that um, TikTok is now going to have like a, a porn section, and I am thrilled. That I mean, right? This is great news. This is technology giving us what we need. So if we can solve all our porn needs, we've got to be able to solve this shit on the. 
Let's talk to the table. Okay, these are the actual jokes. Yeah, I'm actually, now I'm down, I'm down to like one joke I wanted to tell. Where's the other one? There. Okay. Oh, oh, wait, wait, wait. Um, on stage. That's a tough one because I'm really traumatized because <laughs> all we can tell are trauma. Oh, I'm not even done. That's okay, that's okay. Um, okay, okay, okay. Thank you. Stick to the joke. The, um, oh, but I just wanted to say, like, the reason that must be why you all repeat all your jokes every time you come up here is because you're so traumatized by the homelessness that didn't kill. The stand the comics don't like that. Um, okay, here's the joke I'm trying to tell, which is something about, there's two of them. One of them, both of them are about, like, white people and then the first joke goes, the first joke goes like translating shit. And they're like, look, this is the pumpkin. Yeah, we call that pumpkin. No, in a different language. Oh, look, this is the Yeah, we call that cheese. And then they just, they're like, okay, and this is like, they're doing something like that. And then the Native American people are like, oh, yeah, religion. We have fun. We have You guys don't get it. We'll, we'll such a shitty way to interact with people. That you're like, I'm sorry, you so understand what we're talking about. Okay, that's so that's the one joke, and then the second joke is actually is that the Native Americans um, are actually just like off their were like tired of the white people, and they just left. They were like, God, these white people have this fucking scarcity mindset, and they're hoarding everything. So we live in this place where there is way more than. So fine, we'll just keep hoarding because they keep taking our land. White people want to take that land too. They're like, they have this whole thing. Back and they're like, actually, we want to on again. They're like, and this time they give them green paper. <laughs> they're like, you actually made this up. This is green paper. Sorry, Sam, thanks for Gotta yell it. Hey, I didn't want to yell, you can't be still. Yay. I also learned a lot this week about the Washoe tribe. We'll have a good conversation about it. It'll be fun. They tried to help this, the Donner Party, and the Donner Party shot at them. They were trying, the Washoe tribe was trying to give them a dead deer, and they were like trying to help them because they knew they were starving, and then the dumb white people shot at them. Anyway, the Donner Party didn't have to eat each other. They could have just listened to the fucking Indians. I mean, Native Americans. God, I'm so racist. Yeah, it's just it's, it's ingrained in everything. Your next comedian, everybody put your hands together for Sam West. Yay! Uh, what's up, everybody? The social awkwardness of getting up too early to come to the stage. Is Holy shit, I'm glad to be here. I was inside doing chores all goddamn. I know I have a drug problem because I can't do basic household chores anymore. Today I was trying to vacuum. Headphones were so loud, I couldn't hear the vacuum was off the whole time. Fuck, man. Just gave my house a 47-minute belly rub. Dad and I are really close. Him and I, single father, real good father-son. He was always there for me. I remember one time I woke up and caught the monster. Bed and I was like, oh, no. I didn't get any terrified calls. Like 
Dad, Dad. Same song back. I'm not into promiscuous hookups, you know? Like, I want the strings attached. Why only fuck puppets? I had to break it off with Pinocchio last week because he kept saying kinky shit during sex. He, he kept saying, I'm a real boy. My girlfriend and I wanted to get a dog, but we didn't think we were ready, so we dropped it off. We had to put it down. It was horrible. It was run over by a car. I'm down with progressivism, but I can't keep up with the activism. Like, I was on, on board with LGBTQ. POTUS moving me a little bit. We used to consider the president. Notice I'm starting to fall off. I'm like, all right, this support is fine. I really got lost. We used to just say transgender Ukrainian people of color. No? Now it's Tupac. <laughs> My girlfriend needs me to be more inclusive. So I started doing DIY projects. I like creative DIY. I put a bunch of braille on my windows, describing the view out there. Now my blinds feel included. My parents broke up when I was little. My dad caught my mom cheating. And I think it's really dramatic to ruin a nice family over a board game. I'm losing my eyesight, losing it fast. I work computer. I stare at a screen all day. And that's how I know my porn addiction is getting really out of control. <laughs> Very white, if you can't tell. From Vermont, which is northeast. About as far as you can get from San Francisco. Darkest things come out of Vermont? Grade A maple syrup. Statistically, Vermont is the whitest state. Things goes back and forth. goes over the border to I think part of puberty growing up in such a white place is acting like you're not. Like, put it back. Like, hear me, hear me here. And I'm not saying this is When I was a freshman in high school, we all played basketball. We all had Vince Carter jerseys, Air Jordans. None of us could fucking dunk. We had one kid. His name was David. He was 6'11. He dunked his senior year. Whole town had an event, went crazy for him. I'll cut it there. Thanks, everybody. Sam West, everyone. Wait, were you the kid dunking? Because you're hella tall. And you can't, you can't, oh, okay. Well, I mean, I have no idea how tall people are. He's not 6'11". Everybody, Sam West, yay. Uh, your next comedian, we're moving right along. Clap your hands in a wild, slappy-like motion for Kava to sing, yay! <laughs> I don't do one-night stands anymore, okay? I, I had one one-night stand, uh, and it was my last. I met a guy at a bar. Uh, he was 34, um, and I was like, yes! I was 22, okay? So I was like, yes, like I found a sexpert. You know, anytime he was like close to finishing early, he would do a minute of Lamaze. I have to use the jackpot. Um, and then, so we go home together, and... Um, 
no, like, we're doing foreplay. And I don't know, having sex with him was, like, really painful because he was really sick. He had, like, this stomach injury. And it was it was rough. Like, even though I was just, like, shaking my hand like that, and he was just, like, you know, like, I was just like, I would, like, look at him and be like, oh, my God, like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Like, God, I'm tired. This is really hard. So I eventually told him. I mean, it's not hard, but I told him. I was like, look, man, like, I really don't think it's worth it. And he was like, I think it's possible. Howard O'Starter is, like, twice quicker than you. And he eventually was like, you know, yeah, I, I'm, I'm really sorry. I should tell you that I've been really stressed lately because my brother has cancer. I knew it was going to be too good to be true, you know? Like, like, he was 34. He was supposed to be a sex bird, you know? And he looked like a block of ice. And it turns out this chiseled, like, I'm cute. I'm not hot. And this guy, like, I know my place, you know? And, and this chiseled block of ice was just looking to be held. I was uncomfortable. Um, but it's okay. He was fine. Um, also, by the laws of the one-night one stand, he could have said anything else. Like, it was the whiskey, you know, or I have no interest in you. And I think any of those would have been preferred alternatives. Um, but we continued anyway. Like, he was like, he was like, oh, I, I feel bad. I feel like I killed the mood. And he's like, yes, cancer kind of has that effect. Um, and then he, like, tried to go down on me. And I was like, oh, no, this is going to be really bad. Because uh, it was like someone took a vacuum and, like, sucked out of, sucked all the optimism out of my pussy. Uh, so I was like, oh, what do I do? Think of something sexy. Think of something sexy. I was like, oh, the first time that I got a library card. Like, yes. <laughs> um, and... Then I was like, okay, we got the faucet running. Um, and then he was like, okay, two, three, three. And I was like, four. What do you think I show my library cards? And then, you know, like, it was it was fine. It was okay. Like, after we were just, like, lying down together, you know, I, like, completely resigned. And I, w I didn't want to be so judgmental. And I was like, so your brother, uh, does his dick work, <laughs> you know? Um, and then, uh, no. Obviously, didn't say that. I wanted to be supportive. Uh, so I was like, you know, I really don't like. This is a lot that I'm dumping on you, and I feel like I haven't. Uh, like, I you probably don't relate. And he was like, Yeah, I, I totally relate. I think that you know, like, I think that you're like really strong. Like, by doing that, you're like really strong. Because because I was 21 and he was 34. This is great. I'm just rambling. This is this is a lot. Um <laughs> Bye guys. Comment to sing, everyone. That was like a time warp. I thought we were like this was last night and then you were twenty one. I was like, We're in a time warp. Yeah. Doodaloo, doodaloo, doodaloo. It was fun. Everybody comment to sing, yay. We have a couple comedians left. Your next comedian. It's his first time here. Put your hands together for Jonathan Yang. That that'd be nice. That would be. That's how these things work. So I'm pretty 
philosophical My high school teacher, Mr. Simon, uh, told us, well, told me, we weren't in class together, but he said, how many holes does a straw have? How many holes does a straw have? Don't say one. Don't say two. I don't know. I think it's one. Um, but there's a, there's a healthy debate about it, and apparently we all can Mouth and anus, manus, um, and the sea cucumber is the remaining ancestor of this manus. Um, you know, it's a pretty wondrous organism. Have uh, there are other organisms live inside of its asshole because it's such a beautiful asshole. I thought. Because uh, I'm pretty infatuated with holes, or one hole in particular. Um, I talk about them a lot. That is the asshole. But if it's if it's an asshole and a mouth, I, I, I feel like it's one. People are kind of grossed out when I say I love to eat assholes and bones. Uh, they're kind of grossed out by it. But you know, if a straight guy comes up to flowers, you guys would be so congratulatory. I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe not this crowd. Um, so, yeah, assholes. You know, gays really, really have a uh, a whole culture around assholes. I just found out. Um, we call them bussies. They're boy pussies. Bussies. So, yeah, I'm killing it today. Um, okay, what else? What else? What else? <laughs> oh, this is something that's. Funny that happened. Um, probably not funny. Um, the security guard at my job today. I needed a. I needed um, a temporary badge because I left mine at home. And he's like, "Oh, don't worry, Jennifer. They're gonna ask you. Speak English or what?" What? It's been a while since I've gotten semi-racist comments like that in San Francisco. And he was, you know, he was very genuine. But you know, takes me back to my Chicago days. People just assume. So that's about it. That's all I had today. Thank you. Yay! Jonathan Yang doesn't sound like he's from Chicago. Not at all. Not even a little bit. Not even a little. You didn't hear talk about deep dish pizza once. Uh, your next comedian. He's also new to the room. He, I don't know his last name, but put your hands together for Ali. Yay! going on guys um i am new to san francisco yeah yeah um so like i love all the homeless talk because like that was like my thing when i got here i was like like dude this is the olympics of homeless people they are like having fun out here like it's almost too fun to be homeless and they run the sh they run the city like i got in here and i saw you guys and i was like fuck they got the homeless they got the open mic like they're all Okay, but uh, kidding. <laughs> I'm from Michigan, all right, and uh, you know Michigan had like the whole ca capital was overthrown by a I'm pretty sure that was the room that made the 
walked in here, I was like, all right, we're overthrowing some shit tonight. Or someone's inciting a rally. Um, <laughs> no, this is a sick room. I really like it. But anyways, I grew up Muslim. I have a theory that it's more difficult to be a kid who's Muslim than an adult. Because as a kid, you don't know what to believe. But as an adult, you kind of you believe what you believe. Like Monday to Friday, I was in school with all these white kids. Saturday, I go to religious school. How those same white kids are gonna burn in hell one day. Um, when I was a kid, 9/11 happened. All over the news, Osama bin Laden, Osama bin Laden, and I'm the bad guy and everything. I go to the mosque with my dad, and the head guy comes out, and I'm like, I think we got him. <laughs> That's him right there. My dad's like, shut the fuck up. Please stop talking. Um, my dad, you know, uh, he taught me something recently. So, you guys ever meet an immigrant person who's really into Trump? It's odd, right? It's like, um, but I think I get it now. Like, you know, my dad, he's from India. Came here, you know, his whole life struggled so hard to get you to have like a successful life, do what you want. Like, yeah, cool, cool. That fires me up. So I was interviewing for a job the other day. And, uh, the head guy comes on, like the executive, laughing or whatever. And he's this Indian dude from Bangalore, just like phoning in virtually. Thicker Indian accent than my dad. And I'm like, Dad, you know that whole struggle step? Like, this guy completely skipped that. They're coming to our country. They're taking our jobs, Dad. <laughs> like, uh... I got one more. All right. Um, I have a pretty boring life. So when I use Instagram, I'm not really posting anything. Which catches up to you after a while because it's like you're learning a lot about other people and they have more life. I ran into my ex-girlfriend in Chicago. She was like, you're in Chicago? Like, since when? And I'm like, um, I'm pretty sure it was like a month after your family's trip to Italy last year. Uh, like by the time you did that girls weekend in Vegas, like we were all, I was all moved into Chicago. So, what's up? <laughs> all right, that's all I got. Thank you, guys. Yay, Ellie! Let your ex-girlfriend know she can stalk you by listening to you at www.mutinyradio.fm. Yay! Yeah, uh, your next comedian has been so patient. Put your hands together for Brett Harper Jennings. Yay! <laughs> I should have been a better audience member. Um, I talked through all of your sets. Uh, oh, God. Um, oh, I'm really... Um, I, uh, I'm nervous saying my name. Like, for a long time, I was I thought, like... I don't know, like, I was nervous I was pronouncing it wrong, or, like, <laughs> I was, like, mumbling too much, and so, um, I sometimes would just tell people my name, um, and it's not, it's Brett, but I would tell people it's Tina, because it was easier. I was once at a party, and I said, uh, my name is Brett, and the person I was talking to was like, and then I walked over to a group of people, and they were like, what's your name? And everyone was like, Brett. Yeah, it 
is. Um, I wanted to be like, I'm not bragging or anything, you know, because that's like a mean <laughs> thing to call other people. I don't, you don't want to be bragging. But anyway, I, and then um, I was talking to someone and they asked for my Instagram and I showed them and they were like, I don't even know where that's for at. And they're like, that's not your real name. Isn't your brother Brad? And I was like, yeah, I just went by that and they're like, and they just kind of looked at me. Um, okay, kind of like that. Um, <laughs> oh, I, I was trying to make a Sarah point again. And uh, you know when you haven't done something in a long time, and you're like, oh, am I Sarah? Or is this a bad situation? Like, the other person was, like, uh, on the phone, and I was like, hi. And the guy was like, uh, uh, hello? Like, I'd like to make an appointment. And he's like, okay, uh, that's okay, uh, I need to find a pen. And I was like, okay. And he's like, um, I'm going to give you a number, and you need to send pictures to this number. I was like, okay. <laughs> sent the pictures and then he's like, I think I'm going to send you some pictures. I really hope. <laughs> so, so is that normal? Has anyone else ever had to send pictures? Unless I had like enough of a good reason to have that opinion, like uh, in elementary school, like people would are al would always ask me like, "What's your favorite color?" And I always was like, "What are they playing with?" You know, like what what are they trying to get me to admit? And um, and so I would pra I was like, "It's yellow, and uh, it's it's because it's bright." Because if I ever s if my parents asked, they'd be like, "Why?" And then I'd have to have a reason. Um, I don't know if this is funny or just. <laughs> and <laughs> so I like I remember thinking really hard about it and and I don't want to do the rest of it. Okay, thank you, Pam. One sec. Let me Oh oh no, I'm gonna try something else. Uh okay, my parents are very supportive. Um <laughs> uh I my roommate made a bunch of cookies. Left them out for everyone. She said anyone can have any of the cookies. And um, and then she sent this passive aggressive text, being like, "Whoever ate all the cookies, like what I meant was you could have some, not all of them." And I told my mom, and she was like, "Well, basically, I ate some cookies, and she just shoved them up her ass." This sounds awful. Like that is something that happens. Okay, thank you. Bitter <laughs> if you want, I can make you some pot cookies, but don't tell her there's weed in them and it'll trip her shit out. I would never, I would never, I, everyone should always know when you're taking, I'm sorry, I just advocated giving people drugs without consent. That's not cool. Don't do that. Always tell your mom when you're giving her weed cookies. You're next, is, has anyone seen Jason King? Okay, Kyle Morrissey's here. Everybody, Kyle Morrissey, yay! <laughs> I started a new job recently, and I I hate how every time I start a new job, they make me watch uh, the sexual harassment training videos. 
Um, I mean, they make everybody watch them, not just me. I didn't join, but mandatory. You know, I didn't. No, I didn't like join my first Zoom meeting. Like, look how excited I am to be here. You know, I uh, I hate the sexual harassment training videos because, according to these videos, workplace representation has come such a long way. But every time they show the office pervert, they you still they always still suspiciously look a lot like me. Like. Like a older, balder, more divorced version of me, and so now I'm kind of like invested in this guy. I'm kind of rooting for him. I, I'm like, look, man, you have an office crush. That's fine. You didn't develop any healthy relationships in college, and so and the only social life you have is at work. And and I want this guy, I want this guy to win. But then it, they he always goes and does something stupid. Like he'll say to the intern, like, hey, what's up, Melissa? I got a big deadline for you. And it's like, come on, man. I would never say that. At least try giving her a kiss or something. Like, you know? I hate those videos. Um, they uh, they always, the, the writing in them is so corny. Um, I, they kind of look like porn. <laughs> the, 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 the office sexual harassment training videos are as corny as the beginning of like a work porn video. It's it's I can't. It's like like one of them just looks like what the guy in the video would want thirty seconds after the first video. It's like that's just this is just an extension of what this guy is thinking in this video. It, uh, where's that gonna go? Uh, I don't know. Um, I I think a drug education was bad growing up. They you, you could never really convey why you should be concerned about drugs. You just had to go, I just had to go and find out myself. Like, when I was in high school, my favorite show was The Simpsons. It was the funniest thing I'd ever seen. And then my freshman year of college, I tried acid, and then I never laughed at that show again. I never, something happened. I don't know what happened, but I tried watching it again, and, and every time I, afterwards, I'd just be like, damn, maybe life is a cartoon. <laughs> Life do be making you feel like you have four fingers sometimes. Um, I was uh, I was coddled growing up. I even back then I, I I knew it was bullshit. I wasn't buying it. Um, my my parents would always say like you're the best son a parent could ever ask for, and even back then I'd be like, do you have citations? Like are are other parents corroborating this? Because then that would make a difference. If 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 a friend's dad came up to me, it was just like. I love you. Like that would. <laughs> then I'd be like, all right, maybe mom and dad are onto something. Maybe, maybe they, maybe they do know something about myself that I don't know yet. Yeah. Um. Oh yeah. We forgot. Um. I uh. Creepy. Uh. Um. I don't li like. I don't mind that part. It's how people categorize it. Like sometimes, uh, you know, because there's like a weird fucking white dude with shallow cheekbones. Uh, you just get, you know, you get a lot of like, like I get a lot of like oh, mass shooter, and and that's offensive to me. I got serial killer once, and I was like, that's more of a compliment. That like, because at least you think I have relationships with people. Like, at least you think like, I got, I get the benefit of the doubt. Like that dude. Serial killers get invited to barbecues. I get invited to barbecues. Fuck you. <laughs> I 
bring my own chili. All right. Oh, that's the end of the whole mic. <laughs> Yay, Kyle Morrissey! But it's not, it's not, it's not, because we're kind of holding time for Jason King, because Jason King is on his way. And so I'm just going to do one new joke in hopes that Jason King comes. But you can leave. But Jason King, I hope that Jason is coming, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell one more joke, and then we'll hopefully he comes. Yes. You don't have to. I know you guys all want to go to the Condor. It was really fun last week, and it really is fun, and you guys should go, and it's a great show. It really is. I totally understand. I'm just burning time for Jason King. I'm just going to do, like, one new thing of material, and then if he doesn't show up, then I feel terrible for him. And then are you going to Geary's if you want to take all the buses together? Okay, that's cool. So for the people that are still here, and this is exciting, I did, I was being very white lady, and I was hiking. I went on a hike with Thank you. I did a very white thing, and my friend has Lululemon pants, and do you know why they cost $120? Because you can't get a camel toe in them. That's the only reason. Well, I spelunked that whole shit out. I was like, why does Lululemon cost so much money? Why would it be $120 for a pair of yoga pants? Please tell me. And now I know, no matter what position you're in, you have no camel toe. Lululemon pants make you look like you are a, a Grecian goddess. Uh, even if you're almost 50. It's amazing. Okay, so my friend is very rich, and she has Lululemon pants. She also has, like, a, a condo up at Donner Lake. So, of course, I'm like, oh, my God, we're going to Donner Lake. We have to go to the museum. She's like, we're going on a hiking vacation. I'm like, yes, hiking. Every day we're going to go on a hike, and we're going to hike along the places where the people ate each other and died in the snow. Ha, <laughs> ha, why didn't they eat? So this is my first question. Before I even learned about it, my questions, I was like, there's a lake there and there and there. In the winter, what happens to the fish? Nothing. You just have to ice fish. So the fish are under the sea. You've got to dig in. And then you fish for the fish. There's food. Also, haha, pine nuts. There's pine cones everywhere. There's pine nuts. There's fat. It has protein. There are pine nuts. So here's the thing. Dumb Americans are like, we're going to get money. Here's the thing. Capitalism. Here's this is my, okay. So these are all these. These are these fucking idiot capitalists. They're like, we want money. We have lots of money. I'm a cabinet maker. And we're the Donner Party. Woo! They're, okay, so the Donner Party was this tiny, old, like a cross-trekked thing. And they left from Illinois. They did not believe. And they said, if I give you the candy for this winter, it's going to be a rough one. And they left anyway. And they're like, this is so easy. They were following the tracks, la, la, la. And then they're like, ooh, it's getting cold. We have about this do this thing that's never been tried. These idiots that have no idea. The hubris of rich capitalists would have gone, we're taking our horses across the land. That, ha, ha, ha. And then they get to the mountains, and they're lifting their thing. Okay, it's so funny. So they get, they get to Donner Lake, which is so beautiful. And they built this monument, and it's like, so the snowdrifts that year were as high as where the bottom of the... <laughs> so there's all these people from Illinois who have no idea how to, there was, ha, okay, this is the part of the joke, this is the joke that's so funny, this is the thing, so all these idiots, all these capitalist idiots are like, we gotta get gold, and they're trying to get there, and they're trying, and they're, they went the wrong way, they listened to this one guy, and then they got in a fight, and they kicked out this one guy, and they banished him, but then he got to start a sport on his own, he brought back the rescue party, ha <laughs> ha, the guy they banned, anyways, it's such a good story, the best part of the story is that they were camping 
working, they were living for that winter, and it's just for the Washoe Indians every year, the Native Americans, the Shasta, that's where they would like party every summer. They would go up there and they would fish and they would barbecue and party by their fish. Yeah, all their stuff, they would take all their stuff, and they would go out in the desert during the winters, and they would they were up there like, ah. And some of them lived up there, and they, okay, so the people are dying, and they're scared, and all this stuff's happening. And they were, like, giving them rabbit flesh and, like, wild potatoes and, like, putting them in places. And the white dummies were like, what's this? Well, I guess we can eat this. So in the middle of the winter, they come to try to help the dumb white people, and they have a carcass, and they killed a deer for them. And they come up to the camp, and the white people shot at them trying to save them, <laughs> and they shot at them. I'm sorry. I hate America. I'm like, I would have been like, the watch I was like, you've got food. Are we buddies? Like, we could figure it out. We're going to hang out in the snow together. The pine nuts, there was all this. And th so they came back in the middle of the winter to help them again to check it out because they just lived there or whatever. They're like, yeah, we lived here in the winter. We were, you know, cold and birds and stuff, whatever. We don't We saved all our nuts. We just had dried fish. Just hang out, play cards. Or whatever, I don't know. They've been they've been there for two thousand years. <laughs> and then the dumb white people are there and they're like So uh so they shot at him. Um no, it's uh, oh they came back and they were like So we sit there eating these white people are they're fucking evil. <laughs> and then they said we're not messing with them ever again. Because they actually had to resort that's the whole thing. They didn't want to talk about the capitalism. Okay. Capitalism's bad. And <laughs> thanks for trying. Thank you guys for waiting. I'm Jason's not coming. Thanks for listening to my TED talk. Thank you. That was yeah, everybody, we're all gonna go to Geary Club next, probably. Thank you for being here. Thank you for Marty Pant for coming to listen to my podcast. Interesting terms of and thank you all for being here and hearing me masquerade all the years in radio Pakistanis or whatever, right? You were like, they did, what, what, I don't, you know, they were like, hey, you were this, and now you're this, go this way, right? What's it called? It's called generational trauma. <laughs> I'm so white that I'm like, I'm going to write a poem about the Native Americans, and I'm going to do political commentary. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to write a book of poetry called Generational Trauma. It's all of the I've lived in California. I've only lived in California. All the places I've lived, Fernando over there with the Mount Diablo, Davis, all the places I've San Diego, I've lived in. Thirty five years. I'm gonna write a long I've lived in California. As a white lady, it's my duty to like fucking like I know no one else has sorry for the shit, bro, but like I want to know about the tribes that lived here before me that I'm stealing their fucking land and they were eating all the mosquitoes and all the bees. I don't know. I don't know if we like give a nod to our ancestors and they stay on ours. Like, I'm land acknowledgement. I'm so white. That's the thing that I feel guilty about bringing it up because I'm the white lady. No, I'm not a trying to appropriate it. I'm trying to apologize. And reparations. All the people and everything to be
classic here. I have a new poetry collection on Amazon. Here's the title poem, The Shaman in the Library. Naked except for a loincloth, ritual scars and streaks of red clay, he attends the staff meeting. Full haircut, back straight, face straight. Why is he here? No one knows. Since the library opened, he's pushed the loaded book cart and replaced Suzanne Summers and Gwyneth Paltrow in the diet and exercise section. Trembling patrons pay late fees promptly when he stands by the circulation. A few parents complain their teenagers shadow him, chasing rumors of hallucinogenic ayahuasca vines hidden in the botany section. And after the singed carpet incident, management forbade cooking fires. No more fresh rabbit meat. Only packets of microwave cassava. He pricks his fingertip at shift's end and fills out his timesheet with human blood. It's a good life. His employer provides health insurance and a retirement plan. But when the wild parrots come to strip fruit from nearby trees, he remembers the land of his birth, his vision quest, fasting to the point of death and how his spirit animal came to him. He remembers inhabiting the jaguar's body, its savage strength and the power he gained, power to take life and heal. Free from culture and convention, he hunted at night, the heart-pounding chase, the taste of wild Blood. I was just leaving the theater. Convertible 1969 gold Cadillac with a white interior. I drove it up here. And I started to do some thinking. Around in and on the freeway, and I'm having a really, really good time. Flat black glass. Smoking big spliffs and cruising. Saturday noon to two. On the freeway. Good feeling. I am Colonel Blake. Henry. Yeah. Charlie here. Yeah. I have a report here, Henry, from your uh, from your chief nurse, Major O'Houlihan. She makes some accusations, Henry. I, I find pretty hard to believe. Uh, the dude mind, man. Black Block, a novel about protest from Sanjiro, a sample. The walk from Union Square to the bar is a long way for a drink, so you want a few stopovers. You get warmed up at Lefty O'Doul's, an old-time tavern with memorabilia and a menu from another century. Then a Market Street dive to rub elbows with the hoi polloi. Next is a wholesome leather bar. The dark Garth soundtrack is a refreshing change from the usual jukebox anthems but you must avert your eyes lest you observe gentlefolk in flagrante. That means fucking. Tonight, none of these places are open unless looters are broken in. The city is shut down because of the riots. Thank you. Find me at sanjurorider.com and Black Block is on Amazon. Radio, got mutiny, mutiny radio. 
www.subliminalsf.com for the most amazing t-shirts you've ever seen and graphic design for every need and live music promotion some of the best bars in san francisco that's subliminal sf visual and auditory mind control go to subliminalsf.com now Safe sex is more than just avoiding STIs and pregnancy, no matter what you're into. Make sure that you and those around you feel safe, comfortable, and are having a good time. This public service announcement is brought to you by your friends at Mutiny Radio. October 9th through 16th, 2022, the 7th Annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival is coming to you San Francisco and beyond. So many venues this year. Atlas Cafe, Madam Racecar, The Bar on Dolores, El Rio, Baby Blues Barbecue, OMG, and the Alameda Comedy Club, as well as Emperor Norton's Boozeland and Mutiny Radio. 28 shows all week. Get your tickets at Eventbrite and for free on Sunday the 16th. It's a block party, part of the Phoenix Day block party. See you or livable city who brought you Sunday streets. We're going to have a block party. We're going to have the bacon, bacon food truck, art vendors, 40 comedians from all over the United States outside, ready to make you laugh. Please come out to the 7th Annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival at eight different venues, October 9th through 16th, 2022. See you there. The National Lawyers Guild is dedicated to the need for basic change in the structure of our political and economic systems. They seek to unite lawyers, law students, legal workers, and jailhouse lawyers of America to function as an effective political and social force in the service of the people, to the end that human rights shall be regarded as more sacred than mere property interests. For more information about your legal rights, how to obtain legal assistance, or to donate, please contact the National Lawyers Guild at nlgsg.org. That's nlgsg.org. This public service announcement is brought to you by your friends at Mutiny Radio. My name is Breakfast, and I'm running for Chancellor of the United States of America. For too long, we have gone without a Chancellor who is willing to take bold leaps of faith and logic to create new possibilities for our great, big, fat nation. As your Chancellor, I will balance the budget on the head of a pin, give entertaining speeches, have scandalous affairs, Write strongly worded letters to unpopular foreign leaders. Look good on camera. 
End all hunger, crime, abuse, war, disease, disasters, sadness, depression, oppression, repression, suppression, transgression, obsession, expression, impression, regression, and digression by signing pieces of paper that express my disapproval of such things. And invest in an American flag pin to be worn prominently on my stylish jackets. It's time to work together to take the country back from us and return it to ourselves. It's time to turn this country around and drive it into opposing traffic. It's time to take a chance on the Chancellor. Back once again, it's L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. If you didn't catch that fantastic theme song, it's L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. stands for Let's Watch a Full-Length Movie on you with Mike Spiegelman and Carl. Hiya, Carl. Hi, Mike. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Oh, I, I really wanted you to be on the show. Um, let's Watch a Full-Length Movie with Mike Spiegelman and Carl. Great. Glad to have you as a uh, guest on the show. Yeah. Thank you very glad, much. Glad, happy to start the show off like this every week. Every week we are here on mutinyradio.fm. We are streaming right now on mutinyradio.fm. Join us. Listen to us first as we stream first every Sunday, 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You know, you could kick back earlier in the afternoon or you could kick back later in the afternoon. What do I care? But we also are a podcast. So you don't even have to listen to stream, although it would help. Yeah. Uh, it would help. About how fast of a driver we are. We are at L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. reason why we bring up the acronym up front. That's how you can find us on the podcast. And we have a fantastic YouTube channel with the same acronym, L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. We're going to watch a full-length movie on YouTube with you. We would love for you to listen to the podcast and watch the movie on YouTube at the same time. You could turn off the sound in the movie. Who gives a shit? Yeah, right. Listen to us. James Marsden. And, uh, yeah. So we are going to watch this movie, and usually these are movies I read about, had no access to, had to go by what the book said. But now they're on YouTube. So I don't have to search for it. I could just watch it. It's a miracle. The whole fetish, I love fetishizing stuff. I have a collection of physical media right here looking at me back. Maybe I don't want to go for a search. Maybe I just want to see this movie. 
not read about it. Carl, what is this movie this week? Today we will watch a movie that doesn't quite fit with that description because we weren't young when it came out. Right. Accidental Love 2015. Accidental Whoa. Love. Mm-hmm. Accidental Love 2015? Yeah, anything with the 20 kind of doesn't fit your, you know, I used to read about it as a kid. No, but I read about this on AV Club. Okay, so today the legacy continues. Yeah, in 2006 I read about it. It was it was made in 2008, believe it or not. I read um, about it two years before it was made. <laughs> Call me a liar. Not <laughs> to your face. Okay, so in the YouTube search engine, you put in accidental, okay. spelled like the word accidental, love, L-O-V-E, 2015. And the channel we like, Accidental Love 2015, is online movies. Oh, that's exactly what I like, online very okay. descriptive to what is going on. We will be watching a movie that will be online. Online movies provides that service to you. So here's what we need you to do. We want you to find a device that has your YouTube on it. Go to a search engine. Type in Accidental Love 2015. You'll find a version hosted by online movies. And we done it? Yes. Click the link, but hit pause. Move your timer to zero, zero, zero. We want to watch this movie all at the same time. Let us watch a full-length movie on YouTube. Yeah, and Carl, Carl's kind of being modest every week. He's, he's yeah, maybe guess. I need to stop that bit already. No, what? What? <laughs> what? Stop a bit? No. See, this is death every week. Uh, yeah, Carl has written. Bit. Carl wrote the theme song. Carl has researched this movie to provide uh, uh, guidance as we watch at the same time and he's also spoken to a celebrity comedian I have. who's going to do a celebrity comedian countdown and when the next celebrity comedian says go press go and it's actually going to be really interesting i don't even have a chance to listen to it beforehand but carl has delved deep next comedian it's carl takes away yeah this guy this next guy's from tibet you gotta love him yeah, tibet new jersey well, tibet which county bergen Essex, Sussex county yeah, Sussex Okay, take it away, Carl. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Celebrity Comedian Countdown, this time with Cassidy O'Malley. Welcome to Cassidy. Now, you, my dear, are super new to comedy. I mean, it's been like three decades since your story. How you got into it, how long ago, and what's up that made you want to do this? Okay, Carl, so I feel like you at my, my first spot, Scotty's. Uh-huh. I've seen you there from time to time. So, as corny as it sounds, um, doing comedy was actually always in the back of my mind, like kind of corny, my little girl dream. Like my dad, he's a big comedy fan. He always like grew up, like he showed me Monty Python, his favorite comedians. Like, and my dad's just too so it was always just like there and my entire family is perfect like Irish Indian we got alcoholics we got everything <laughs> we have a lot of big personalities in this one room there's always a so I mean everyone's always cracking jokes and yeah I just never had for lack of a better word the cojones to mm-hmm. get up on stage and then I graduated college was kind of just in like a weird, it was still kind of COVID, kind of not, but I was just really interested 
that I really that weird? 2021, 20, This past December, it hasn't even been a year, Carl. Wow. And oh also, um, in the midst, I did that class at Scotty's. I'm kind of embarrassed to say. I know, like, you get shit on for, like, taking a comedy class, but uh-huh. I just figured I saw the sign. I was literally driving, saw the sign. I was like, you know what? This is my didn't take it i can get in there see if i have any skill at this and if i suck no one will know right Uh i'm like this is perfect and did the class actually the class was great too like i loved it we're talking about oh yeah shout out chip great Mm -hmm. guy we're doing a fundraiser there too on december 22nd so we hosted so definitely come through if you're not busy um so I did the class, and, like, literally from there on out, like, I was addicted. Like, I was, like, mic, like, let's go. Well, so that how were you at the showcase? Part. How was the reaction to you at the showcase? Did it feel? Um, pretty good. I didn't invite a single person, which I know that definitely made Chip um, and the rest of the class annoyed. But I was like, guys, like, I don't know what I'm doing. My biggest thing, even to this day, I'm super self-conscious inviting friends and family I enjoy I'm sure you can relate like I mean I don't know I enjoy performing for like strangers like people mm-hmm. I don't know I find it kind of distracting when there are like your best friends per se in like the front row which I mean I love it I want everyone to come but like for me as a performer it is kind of a little distracting can you relate to that at all yeah can you get nervous you have your you're distracted yeah. by the, um, uh, you're self-conscious, and when you get up there, if they're strangers, it kind of doesn't matter, because they're not going to see you again, and they don't know who you are, so you could be anything for them. Exactly. All and Carl, I'm 24, like, I fucking love my friends, but, like, some people have never been to a comedy show in their life, you know what I mean? Like, I gotta give the girls a little pep talk, like, yo, like, no phones, no chatter, like, no, like no getting like absolutely wasted like you know what i mean sometimes me as like one a performer and two just kind of a micromanager i'm like ooh, like a little added stress that Uh like adds to the stress of performing you know what was your major because i know you came from a place in which comedy was common in your household was Mm. your major anything to do with like my major was basketball Basketball, so it was that's I'm kind kidding. of performing. My actual major was um. Oh, you're I was a communications away. major, which is classic. That um, is. Yeah, okay. but really, I just was like kind of phoning it in in college. I went to Ithaca College, like loved it there. Played basketball, and also another basketball comic. But it's out here now. I have my MBA. Uh-huh. Which is, like, crazy. I was actually working on a bit about this. But I do have my master's in entertainment communication. So I feel like I'm very much so, like, kind of, in a way, utilizing a lot of the skills I got there now doing comedy, you know? So if you're 24, you must have graduated and gone straight into the Masters in Media. Yeah, because it was did COVID. It, oh. So did you do it online, I expect? Because... Yeah, so, um did actually they had it set up really nicely for us in which we could i was still in ithaca i decided to do it yeah basically even before i officially graduated 
I was the marketing manager and like I really figured out through internships and stuff that like I really did not like that world like it uh-huh. was kind of fucking boring in my eyes and it was like I don't know like I wasn't into it I had two sort of internships and then I saw the entertainment and media management like option to get my master's and I'm like that's for me because I love pop culture I love entertainment like these things it is just it's like what really does get me like excited to go and like learn about that kind of stuff the marketing like I said I mean in college I was just kind of like I'm a social butterfly at heart like I'm coming to class and just like chit chat like what's up Mm -hmm. and I mean the communications major was great it gave me like great public speaking skills stuff like that um but yeah marketing like i kind of like came to the conclusion i'm just not that into it so it wasn't because you're bullshitting people that that isn't the reason it turned you off right i'm good at bullshitting yeah (laughs) okay you know that now i was gonna go on to ask you about how you're getting booked so much too on facebook and instagram not facebook you really don't do facebook you're more Uh, on instagram and you're promoting the shows that are coming up with um uh, what Mike Loro and um, I, I forget exactly, but but how is it that you're getting booked so quickly? I mean, you do well at the open mics. Is that where people are giving you these offers? Honestly, goes back to our previous conversation, Jimmy Carl. Like, I feel like it looks like I'm getting booked left and right, <laughs> but like I only have like one show booked for September. Like, it's not that crazy. It's uh-huh. not like I'm. I don't, I don't even have a consistent show every week like I mean I wish I did but yeah I think like you were saying I just kind of have a bit more social media knowledge than the Mm -hmm. average comic not like no disrespect to any Mm -hmm. comics but like I am just 24 I was a marketing major I still feel like I'm pretty shitty at it but (laughs) I just like post like whenever I do something I went on um, my first kind of road date in Charlotte because I did a solo show show. Mm -hmm. My friend Gerard like gave me this like opportunity. So once again it's like I'm obviously gonna post that because then people see it. It looks like I'm doing big things. Like that was my one time Uh being out of the Northeast and like God knows if it will happen again. But (laughs) yeah, it's all it all goes back to like marketing yourself and like promoting, you know? I'm still like I still struggle to cut clips or do all that shit. I'm glad it looks like I'm killing it. Now, I want to get to the countdown. I know that's true, but still, like, how do you Where do you think you want to go with this? I mean, it's it's not even been a year, but now that you've gotten the feeling of, you know, set up punch, everybody's out there, there's a room full of strangers, they're laughing. Where do you you think you want to go? Where do you see yourself going? I don't mean in five years. I mean, like, what's your next step in comedy? What are you striving for? Well, I'm striving for everything that I want to do. Like, this is all I want to really find. I want it to be, like, I'm still working in fashion. I don't know if you can tell by this backdrop. Like, I am in, like, my my childhood bedroom. Like, I'm still at my dad's uh-huh. house once again. It's very understandable at 24 years old. Yes. No problem. But I am working on getting a place of my own in Jersey City. I've been going into the city more to do those spots. Um, yeah, I mean, in the immediate future, like, 
want to book more shows, you know? Well, like some people, like, they want to do a TV pilot. Some people want to do know. a webisode. I I, that's know. what I meant. Where were you going? You want to be a book working comedian. I like to do stand-up, yeah. I do not have oh, – well, also, I want to have a podcast as well. I mean, this is going to be my first time doing a successful podcast. Wow. I want to have my podcast, but mainly my one love is, like, speaking and uh-huh. just sort of, like, writing getting better like I said I'm very nutritious so like every time I get on stage I'm sure you know it's like I'm learning something new I'm mm-hmm. finding like kind of my voice I've been lately just more comfortable on stage where I'm a bit more unhinged like I do more crowd work it, like still very green in terms of the industry and like I mean I just fucking love it so mm-hmm. I want to just keep doing it as much as possible and like getting booked, you know? Now, I bet you don't have a website, but how can people find you out there on the internet, out there on social media, certainly Instagram? Do you have TikTok? How can people get in touch with you? How can they seek you out? That's a great question, Carl, and one, I am working on the website. That will be fired up soon. I know. Um, Past comedy on IG. TikTok, I'm not great at it. Once again, it's a little younger than my age. Chastity O'Mal, I believe, is my handle. Chastity. Chastity O'Mal. I think it means college. There's a lot of bullshit on there. A lot of just like nothingness. But um, yeah, you guys can find me on there. And Carl, hopefully, I'll see you like at a mic or a show. Always, I'm yeah. sure. We it rub was, elbows all the time. Thank you so much for having me. This is sick, and I I will definitely like talk to you more um about the back end of this. Perfect. Okay, now, Cassidy O'Malley. Everyone at home is poised to press play. Three times, DJ's going into the studio. We're going to watch this movie together. Okay, so why don't you go ahead, Cassidy O'Malley, and give us that celebrity comedian countdown. Hell yeah, I hope you guys really enjoy this movie. I mean, Jake Gyllenhaal, quite a snack. Quite a (laughs) nice face to look at, right? All right, guys, enjoy the movie. I am going to do a Go. Three, two, one, go. Thank you, celebrity comedian. That was really cool, Carl. Thanks so much. Yeah, thank you. We're going to start our movie from Mongrel. No, no, it's not. I mean, that's a promo thing. Yeah. Now now we're seeing the real thing. 50s. I don't like this movie already. (laughs) Well, when we open up, we're actually not watching this movie. We are watching B-roll footage from the film Mr. Deeds from 2002. Oh, the Adam Sandler movie? Yes. yes. <laughs> A few years ago. I, I got a house. My name is Mr. Deeds. Now, this, is, they, this starts out in Indiana, the hometown of our heroine. But okay. really, this is New Milford, Connecticut. And it's B-roll footage from the remake of Mr. Deeds. How crazy. It's what we're watching. Yeah, I don't think Sandman would leave the tri-state area if this was a movie, right? <laughs> no. No. So this is all Mr. Deeds. Okay, I mean, I guess it's over now. Now okay. we're into our film since this movie was started in 2008, even though this movie didn't release till 2015. It was a mess making Tell me. this film. Tell me more. Well, I mean, they kept running out of money. You see, they started shooting in 2008, and the guy who provided the financing, 
he was a, he was a powerful man, but he was young to Hollywood, new to Hollywood. Right. He claimed that the 2008 bubble, you know, like real estate bubble or whatever it was, the the um, uh, what is it, default credit swap, whatever that was, yeah, the big short. Right. So right, the big short uh, is fucking with their financing. The producers had to take 50 percent pay cuts and stuff and. Anyway, this thing didn't finally get done till released until 2010, and the director was like, "Screw it, I'm Alan Smithy for this film. I'm not even gonna." He's Alan credit. Smithy. Now, this is not just any old director, right? This is no. not like a guy who just came out of it. No, I mean, we, we're looking at the list of people starring in this movie, and it's fucking motley crew of actors. That's right. This is a major motion picture. David O. Russell was David o. our Russell. director. David O. Russell. And I've got a list here. I'll just tell you for the plot, though. We're meeting Alex, okay? Yeah. And Alex's mom is, is uh, National Lampoon's vacation. Beverly D'Angelo? Beverly D'Angelo, yeah. And, and, you know, the mom's proud. The mom and dad are proud of her. And this pop just came over and asked for her hand in marriage. Well, he, he, he knows that. Yes, they've been dating. This is... The, the Sonic Wayne. the Hedgehog star. It is Sonic the Hedgehog. This guy, you'll know his face. His, his, his hat is down right now. But it's Scott Beardsley. Uh, no, I'm sorry. No, In James. real life, it's James Marsden. Yeah, he's Harry Lane. You ever see uh, Anchorman 2? Yeah. I'm Harry Lane. He made a bet that if he lost, he had to say his name was Harry Lane. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> I'm this actor, uh, like Harry Lane. At the first time I ever encountered him, I was like, "Well, he's just Mr. Handsome, so therefore Mr. he's walking Handsome. through stuff." But he's not. He's not walking. He, I don't know if you ever sat through the TV show Westworld, but he has yes. such a vulnerability in that scene. He seems like his heart is breaking. Like every scene in that scene, he's a real actor. Show. He really is. Yeah, and he's friends with Sonic the Hedgehog. How Shri Ma which respectfully addresses the Divine Mother, Kalima. Get my Record two bucks. You're gonna meet Jack. Cover. <laughs> it's, 
14-year-old girl or older. We've already heard you. Or younger. Say that. Or somebody. Or you not, girl? A, not a guy. And none of you all little people. I hate the little people. Come over. Yeah, Cabri. Get this. No. Oh, wait. The girls. Female fans. My father's going to be watching this. Okay. We're at Chad's house right there. It's Chad's house. We're going to my house.
MutinyRadio.fm, this is the Bow Round Sound Show. Remember, vote, vote with your dollar, send a dollar to us, send more, send less, we need it. in the yoga of sound. I would like to invite you to move your body in rhythm to a devotional mantra to Kali, great feminine force and personification of Shakti as primal power. Start by standing with your right hand pointing upward and away from you. All your fingers are held close together. Your left hand is pointing downward once again. All your fingers are held close together.
arms are held close together. This beautiful gesture embodies the energy of all the great goddesses, offering solace to the suffering and blessing the world with divine grace. Begin to turn slowly and deliberately while maintaining this mudra. You will remember that to turn clockwise draws you into your deep center, while turning anti-clockwise moves you outward into the world. Let your body move in the direction it feels most inclined to. Clockwise motion will draw all energy into your center, transforming it, while the opposite will allow energy to flow out of your deep center into the world, offering healing to where it is most needed at this time. Whatever images come to your mind, be aware that you are blessing and relieving suffering through chanting this mantra with devotion. There are four exclamations in this mantra, Shri Ma, which respectfully addresses the Divine Mother, Kali Ma, Adhi Ma, Primal Mother, and Pahima, which is Holy Mother. Each musical variation of the mantra is repeated twice, so listen and then sing along. Once the variations become familiar, you can sing continuously. After the chanting, allow your body to slowly come to stillness. Start now by saying the mantra with me. Shri Ma Kalim 